Welcome to a new episode of the NACF Podcast. On today's episode, we have co-pastor Sharonda Manor Foster. And on today's episode, we talk about make it rain. Not making it rain in a club by throwing money, but making it R-E-I-G-N. Make it rain in your destiny. Make it rain in your purpose. That's it. Make, make your life rain. We ain't talking about dollar dollar bills. We talking about your your life. Make your make your life rain. Make your life have rule, authority, and dominion because you are a born again spirit-filled believer. Make your life do something. Coerce it to do something. Cause it to do something. Into our time of giving. There we go. There we go. And I want you to know why some people are excited about giving. This weekend, we looked at all of the church finances up to this point, and we kept saying over and over, this don't make no sense. This don't make no sense. We know what's going on. We are living in this world like everybody else. But what we see on this paper and what God has been doing in this house with our giving just doesn't make any sense. And so... What I thought about is if I offered any one of y'all some Bitcoin, how many people would be able to tell me what Bitcoin actually does or what it is? Most people would not know what it is, but you know it's going to do something for you. So I challenge you on this afternoon to get in with what we're doing over here with your tithing and your offering and giving. Will I tell you it will leave you dumbfounded and you will be like, I don't know why it's working, but it's working. And so here... At New Antioch, we have three ways that you can give here at the house. You can text your giving in on your cell phone device right now to 77977. Just text the word New Antioch, all one word. It'll prompt you right there on your phone what you're supposed to do so you can give that way. You can go online, newantioch-aliante.org. That is our website. There's a little button there at the top. Hit donate. It's really, really simple. It takes you through the whole process of how you can give that way. Or you can give here at the house. We are still open and we are still growing and we are still moving and thriving here at the house. We are here located at 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100. That's in North Las Vegas, Nevada. 89084. Also at the end of service, they will be available at the doors there. If you want to give by card, there'll be somebody there. There's also uh, Miss Chantel's back here in the back right. If you want to give by card, she's available to take it by card. So before we go forward, I want you to want to pray over the giving. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for how you have completely multiplied what we have given. God, how you have completely grown and thrived what we have given. God, thank you for being uh, uh, our provider. Thank you for continuing to do your part as we give unto the house and be good stewards over what you have given us, God, how you have multiplied it, how you have pressed it down, how you have shaken it together, God, and how it has been overflowing for us, God. So on today, we ask that you do the same for those that are giving on this afternoon. God, multiply it for them. You know their needs and meet it like the great provider that you have always been. These things, God, we lift up before you and your son Jesus' mighty and powerful name. Amen and amen. Now I challenge you to get excited. Find your place right here in his presence. Find your place. Oh, we Find your place. Find your place. Thank you, God. Our hearts cry, God. Our hearts cry. Our hearts cry. Our hearts cry. 
sing. Oh, how we worship. A Me Too movement. Are you there? favorite prayer songs and after we get through saying Ross oh how we love you and and oh how we worship it just feels right for me to pray after that song that's why that's my prayer song and so I, I just want you to stand with me and I want you to understand why we pray what we're doing all of us together in this congregation, in this corporate place, we go before God in prayer, all of us. And so when he looks out of heaven on this afternoon, he's going to see all of us. He's going to see all of us gathered right here in this place. And so isn't it only right that we communicate? Because I don't know if you have communicated with him this morning or this week. But when we preach the word of God, it's a message from God to you. But I want to give us an opportunity to talk with him on this afternoon. I want you to picture yourself, all of us, standing in the presence of God. There's a lot of things that are happening in the presence of God on a constant. The angels and the elders are bowing down. Are bowing down, singing holy 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 it's a song that never stops y'all it's happening right now in heaven they surround the throne of God and they sing holy 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 but with all that is happening in heaven around the throne if we stand in a place of prayer to communicate with him do you know that he gives ear to us with all of that worship already happening, with everything that's already going on in heaven? He takes time to listen to what you would have to say. And so on this afternoon, I want you to look, just look around at your neighbor. Look around at the people in this room and say, all of us are standing before the presence of God. And so, God, we pray on this afternoon. God, we say thank you for the gathering of believers. Thank God, feel the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, that we can come into this place together. That we are not stuck by ourselves in any place. God, but that we have a heart, we have a mind, oh God, to be in the place of prayer. We have a heart, we have a mind uh, to be in your house. Uh, we have a heart, we have a mind uh, to seek your face on this afternoon. Uh, and so we said, thank you, God, for allowing us to be here. Uh, my God, in the name of Jesus, uh, thank you for the strength uh, that we have to walk in this place. Uh, I don't see any wheelchairs in here. Uh, so that means that everybody in this place walked in. Uh, God, we thank you for 
Lord and we praise you. I don't see anybody with a seeing eye guide that's helping them to navigate. So that means that you are able to see as you came in this place. I know you think you ought to always be able to see, but God, we said thank you for sight. We said thank you for mobility. We said thank you, oh God, for the roof that we had over our heads. We said thank you, oh God, that no one in this place is starving. God, we said thank you. Our hearts cry. My God, in the name of Jesus, oh, how we worship you. Oh, how we praise you. For you are the God who keeps us. You are the God who has sustained us. You are the God who has made a way for us. You are the God who has mended our broken hearts. You are the God who has brought us back. You are the God who has picked us up, turned us around, made us right. God, when we thought we wouldn't make it. God, you made a way. And so our hearts cry. My God. And we praise you in this place. And we worship you in this place. And we say thank you in this place. My God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, praise team. I'm just, I'm just going to challenge you. And you say it to yourself and you don't have to say it out loud. But did you just say thank you on this week? Did you say thank you on this morning? Did you give God credit for anything? For how good you look? For the people that are in your house? That you didn't have to wake up on this morning calling the ambulance and the police and the fire department? Did you say thank you today? Y'all, we take it for granted that my everyday is supposed to be good and it's supposed to be smooth. But we pause, y'all. We pause for a moment on this afternoon to say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I bless you. Because when they were saying, my heart cries for you, God. Oh, how we worship. Oh, how we love you. I don't know if everybody could feel or know what they were talking about because you thought maybe I have to be in a, in a perilous situation before I can cry out to God like that. Maybe I have to be tending to a broken heart. Maybe I have to have lost a loved one before I can say, God, my heart cries for you. Oh, how I worship. Oh, how I love you. Maybe he would have just a, a sent a check in the mail for you and that's the only time that you find a way to say thank you but your heart should be crying for God daily if you woke up if your spouse was alive laying next to you if your child walked in the room you ought to be saying thank you if you didn't have to beg bread and wonder where your next bill was going to come from you ought to be saying thank you Y'all, that's why we praise. We're not fanatic people and just want to throw our hands up and run around the room and cry. No, we find a place every time we come here. We just settle in and we say thank you. We recall his goodness toward us. Amen. 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 While you're standing. Let's go right on into the Word of God. I feel something on the Word of God on this afternoon. I feel like 
it's for us. I feel like it's for all of us. And so we just have a foundational scripture on this afternoon. Ask your neighbor, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Because I feel like God has a word for us. So let's read Romans 5, 17 together. And then we are going to, I'm going to read it for you. Let me say it. And then we'll move on through it. And so Romans 5, 17 says, For if by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. How much more will we reign through Jesus Christ? You may have your seats. You may have your seats. Somebody say, make it rain. We have been walking in the rain. We've been talking about the rain. The last time I was up, I asked you, can you stand the rain? Um, and, but, and a couple of weeks ago, Dr. Parsons said that we found out that the devil can't stand your rain. He can't stand you being in control. He can't stand you having authority, rule, and dominion. Well, on this afternoon, devil, you might as well stay mad because we have come in this place to make it rain. Oh, y'all not ready for it. I don't know who ready, but I'm ready for it. Keith, I feel like I'm getting ready to lay somebody out on this afternoon, so you better get ready. Now, when I say make it rain, and that's the problem. When I say make it rain, your mind goes someplace else. You might think I can see you, Keith. You might think I know uh, where you've been because a lot of y'all, when you say make it rain, you think about, uh-huh, I see you, Crystal. You, uh-huh, I see you over there in the pack. I see you, Amber. You think about somebody. There you go, Keith, making it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. And if you don't know what we're talking about, when guys go to the clubs where the ladies are dancing, they bring big wads of money. And if they really like what the girl is doing, then they start shooting off those dollar bills, making it rain up in there. But that, that ain't what I'm talking about. And then there's another make it rain. That if you have a stack of cash and you go into a place to buy something lavish, like, you know, a jewelry or a car or a house, then you just lay down that whole stack and buy that thing outright with cash. You making it rain when you do that. You bringing it down. You laying it out on the table. Somebody say, make it rain. Most of the time, when somebody is making it rain, they want to be seen. I don't know nobody to just sit in their living room. There ain't nobody up in there. And they just get a big stack of cash out and just and throw it all over the floor. No. When they make it rain, they want to be seen. They want it to be known. They want everybody to know what they got and what they have the ability to do. They are confident about it when they're making it rain. They even cocky when they do it. And they are not afraid to make it rain. Well, on this afternoon, the word of God has come to tell you to make it rain. 
He's not talking about shooting out dollar bills on a dancer. And he's not talking about your, your lavish purchase. But he does want you to serve notice. He does want you to make it known. He even wants you to be confident about it. Go ahead and let everybody know that you have the ability, the power, and the authority to make it rain. Well, what do you mean, make it rain, if it ain't the dollar dollar bills? What do you mean? When I say make, make means to cause, to coerce, to compel. If I can make something or someone do something, that means I can control it. At my will, at my authority, by my command, I release my power and I make something happen. If I'm going to make something happen, I can make it, I can coerce it to move. I can compel it to move. I can make it, cause it to move. And then there's rain. So that was make. And then there's rain. We found out last week that rain is the rule, the authority, and the dominion of a spirit-filled believer. Rain. The rule the authority, and the dominion of a born-again, spirit-filled believer. That's make, and that's reign. Make is to cause, coerce, or compel to move by my authority, right? Reign, the rule, the authority, and the dominion of a born-again, spirit-filled believer. But what about that small two-letter word that's in the middle? We got make, and we got rain, but what about that pronoun it that is in the middle? Make it rain. Make what rain? In this instance, we're going to talk about it is your life. Make your life rain. That's it. Make, make your life rain. We ain't talking about dollar dollar bills. We talking about your, your life. Make your, make your life rain. Make your life have rule, authority, and dominion because you are a born again spirit filled believer. Make your life do something. Coerce it to do something. Cause it to do something. Compel your life to do something. Even if it doesn't feel like it. Even if it doesn't want to. Because you're getting ready to make it rain. You have the right to make your life have rule. Authority and dominion. Because you are a born again spirit filled believer. Now if you're in here and you're like, well wait a minute. I don't know if I'm that. I'm going to come and help you a little bit later. But for right now, I want you to know that you have the ability to discharge what has been amassed to you. Because that's all they're doing when they make it rain. They've amassed some things. They've gathered some things. And now they're getting ready to release some things. They're getting ready to discharge some things. They're getting ready to lay down a stack of things. And so I have to ask you on this afternoon, what is it that you have gathered? What is it that you have amassed that you can make it rain? In your life, what, what do you have? What is it that you can do? Do you have a lot? Do you have a little? I want to know, what is it that, that you can do? And so I, I thought about it. 
that when you're going to make it rain and you uh, say, I'm going to buy a Lamborghini. Lamborghinis are $350,000. But you have it said in your mind that you're getting ready to make it rain. And so you go up into the dealership. And you tell the dealer, I'm getting ready to make it rain up in here. And so you lay down your rain on a $350,000 car. And all you got is $500. And you tell him, I'm getting ready to make it rain up in here. Well, guess what? You're not making it rain. You know what you're doing? You're making it drizzle. You're making it drip. And you're making it sprinkle. But you're not making it rain. You're coming in there with something that you have not amassed, something that you have not gathered. You only got a little bit. And so when you say, I'm getting ready to make it rain, your rain looks like a drizzle. It looks like a drip. It looks like a sprinkle. What you're doing is only enough. To mess up your windshield. That, 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 that drizzle. That's all it's doing, James. It's messing up the windshield because it's not enough to make it rain. Well, how do I get it? What do I look like? What do we look like? So we're not buying a Lamborghini. Because when I looked it up, Barbara, I had to pull it up because I don't know what a Lamborghini cost. But when I pulled it up, the first thing that came up was a Lamborghini for $1,300. And then the next Lamborghini was $599. And I said, well, this can't be the, this can't be the right thing for a Lamborghini. Well, what they were showing me was a model Lamborghini, a toy Lamborghini. And for some of us, that is what our rain looks like. It looks like a model. It looks like a toy. It's not the real thing. We are supposed to be raining, but you drizzling. We are supposed to be raining, but you sprinkling. You can't come in and lay nothing down. And I'm talking about in your rule, in your authority, and in your dominion. It's nothing but dirtying up your windshield. We are supposed to be reigning over our thoughts, but we got a toy version of it. We got a model version of it. And so instead of us having rule, controlling those thoughts, bringing them down, no, we let those thoughts take us everywhere. We've been everywhere with our thoughts because we haven't amassed anything. We haven't gathered anything. We don't have rule over those thoughts. We are letting them rule us. And we're all the way to the end. We got a, a, a toy rain. A fake money rain. A monopoly money rain. Or that $500 on a $350,000. That's what kind of rain we trying to make up in here. You trying to do that with your bodies. Y'all know I was coming for that. You're supposed to be making it rain. You're supposed to have rule authority and dominion over this physical body but your 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 making it rain is two dollars and it's doing nothing but sprinkling 
over what you should have rule over. You should be able to tell your body what it's going to do and what it's going to get up. Did I tell you that we was in this together? I want us to understand that because sometimes folk get in their feelings when they feel like you only talking to them. Well, the word came for all of us on this afternoon. We're going to get our rule up. We're going to get our authority up and we're going to make it rain for real. Not with this sprinkling and this drizzling in our lives. And so you ought to have some rule. Over your physical man. Some of us can't make it do nothing. You can't make yourself not be mad. You can't make yourself not hit them. You can't make yourself get up. You cannot make yourself eat the right thing. You can't make yourself shut up. Like I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't saying nothing. I ain't even tripping today. I ain't going to say nothing. I'm not saying nothing to nobody. I, I ain't even going to trip. I ain't saying nothing. And before you know it, here comes everything. You, you done said something. And you done said too much. That's your $2. And you talk about I'm getting ready to make it rain. But you don't have any control over it. You let people reign over you. And you're supposed to have control over that. And this is for our young adults and our youth in the place. You too should be in a place where you're making it rain. Nobody but your parents and the elders should have rain over you that you trust in your life. Your friends or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, they should not have rain over you. Making, I really didn't want to do it, but because they wanted to do it, I did. Nobody, that, that's, that's you drizzling and you sprinkling. You're not raining. You're not controlling your life. You're not setting boundaries. You're not telling people this is not what I'm going to do. We've come on this afternoon to make it rain. We want to be able to dish it out. We want to lay down what we have amassed, and we don't want to do it sparingly. We want to make it rain in our lives. How do you make it rain? What have you collected, amassed? gathered that you can now what do you have do you have anything are you reigning what are you standing on top of and said I got rule authority and dominion over this think about it you what do you possess what have you been given that you could say oh oh I bet you I can make it rain right here what is that area what is that thing? Is it self-control? Is it your holy living? Is it discipline over your body? Is it the call on your life? Is it over your children? What is it that God has given you that you can now make it rain? Y'all, this is what we come after on this afternoon because I'm tired of making it drizzle. I don't want to be lit drip and lit drizzle. I, I, I don't want to be that. And so we have come on this afternoon, we have a perfect example of how to make it rain. This is where we find King David in the text. Walking in rule, authority, and dominion. And y'all stay with me with David because if you know who King David is in the Bible, his stories are vast. We only going to touch a little bit of King David on this afternoon. But if you know King David, he was anointed. Now Samuel knew that he was anointed to be king. 
God sent him. Go, find, go to Jesse's house and find the one that I tell you, and that is the one that I want you to anoint. And if he said he, Jesse, uh, Samuel knew he was going to find the king. I don't know if he told the family that's what he was there for. I can't find it in the Bible that he knew. But it says Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the presence of his brothers. There were seven brothers. And Samuel went through all of them because David's daddy didn't think David could possibly be the one that God was calling to reign. He, he couldn't be that one. But they waited, and finally they had to go pull uh, David up. When, he, when, the, uh, when the prophet told Jesse, bring all your sons, he didn't even call for David. He had all of the other sons there, and none of them was the one who the prophet was looking for. So the prophet had to say, do you have any more sons? Well, it's the one that's out in the field tending the sheep. Well, bring him in here. They couldn't believe that it could possibly be David. But it says, so Samuel took the horn of oil and oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. And then Samuel left. This is the, the story of, of David. David was called in. The prophet is in town. You're the one. And so I'm anointing you. And from that, David had to go back out with the sheep. The prophet didn't take him with him. He didn't say it's time for you to rule right now, to be the king right now, but I have given you the ability to make it rain. But you're not going to do it right now. You're not going to rule the kingdom right now. And so God was setting him up. And let me read these other two because it said, now the king, which is not David, is looking for somebody and he needs some help. And so he says uh, to one of his servants answered him and said, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to pray the leer. He is a brave man and a warrior. He speaks well and is a fine looking man and the Lord is with him. King Saul is looking for somebody to play an instrument for him. His servant says, oh, I know somebody is David. They got to go pull David out of the field. But this is the one that God has anointed already. Wow. And so David came in to play for the king. And the scripture says, whenever the spirit from God came on the king, David would take up his lyre. And start to play. And relief would come to the king. He would feel better after David uh, played. And so how do you make it rain? The first thing we learn from David is you make it rain in the wait. He was waiting. He knew he was anointed to do something great. But he wasn't there yet. And y'all know how we get. My God. He served while he was waiting. He made it rain right where he is. And I know some of y'all waiting. You're waiting for your opportunity. You're waiting for your big break. You're waiting for somebody else to call you. But I want you to learn something from King David. He uh, served and reigned in the wait. 
He didn't wait to do the job that he was supposed to do. He didn't wait and say, you know what? I'm bigger and better than this. I'm not going to be up here uh, playing no instrument. I've been anointed by the prophet. He didn't do that. He waited. And in the wait, he served. While he was waiting, he served. Now, you would think maybe that's a lowly position. Like, I'm, I got to play this instrument? That's all? I was anointed? You mean the, the private came all the way to my house and picked me over all of my brothers. And the only thing that I'm supposed to do is play this instrument? But he served. He made it rain. He was not begrudged. He was not complaining. He was not throwing his hands up and hollering out his credentials. Isn't that what we do? Now, they didn't ask you to do something, ask you to vacuum the floor, ask you to hold the door. Yeah, you don't even know who I am. You want me to do that? You, gonna start, you know how many degrees I got? You know why I went to school? That's above me, and I'm above that, and I'm not doing that. And you put me in this group? I'm not supposed to be in this group. I want to throw out my credentials. That's because I don't know how to make it rain in the wait. I'm going to mess it up. My God. But this is the thing that happened to David in the wait. Because he played that harp, Aaliyah. Is that a harp, Keith? He played it. <laughs> and he pleased the king. So much so that he was noticed in the wait by the king. So much so that he was promoted in the wait by the king. So much so that he was positioned in the way. The king made him his armor bearer. Now I want you here to be a little bit more than just he that is praying the lyre. Why? Because he served and he served with everything while he was in the way. Y'all, we can make it rain in the wait. Have rule and authority and dominion while you're waiting for something to happen. And, and some of you are all in the wait. We're waiting on the husband. We're waiting on the house. We're waiting for the kids to get better. We're waiting on the job. We're waiting for our health to change. We're waiting for a better attitude. And so we just wait. And we don't want to do nothing in that. Because I'm waiting for something. I'm waiting for my house to be right. And then I'm going to have rule and authority and dominion over my house. Over my new house. But not this old house. I'm waiting for my new car. And then I'm going to rule and have authority and dominion over my new car. But this old car... I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to wait. But you can have rule, authority, and dominion and reign right where you are. Right where you are. David's life had rule, authority, and dominion because he was a born-again, spirit-filled believer. How do you know that? Because from the time that Samuel poured that oil over his head, it said that the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully on him. The thing is that we have already been accepted into the family of Jesus Christ. We already have the Holy Spirit. But we don't believe that the Spirit of God has come powerfully on over us. We don't believe that we have the power and the ability to make it rain. But we do. So what have you amassed? What have you gathered? What do you have that you can make it rain? You have the power of the Holy Spirit 
to make it rain. You're waiting for something else that you, you want to see a stack in your hand, but you have the stack maker. Come on. You have the stack maker. You're waiting for somebody to give you that. You have the ability, just as David did, to make it do what it do. You have the ability to coerce it, to cause it, and to compel it to move. Make it rain. David also had to make it rain in the fight. Now, most of you have heard the story of David and Goliath. Y'all know Goliath. David and his, well, uh, his brothers were fighting with the armies of Israel. Those are the good guys. And Goliath was with the Philistines. But Goliath was a giant. He was nine feet tall out here fighting regular men. Full armor, Goliath. And so every day they, they were fighting out there with Goliath. The armies of Israel are fighting the Philistines who have Goliath. And mind you, that was the only one they were sending out. The whole army of Israel is lined up. The army of the Philistines is lined up on the other side. But the only one that steps forward is Goliath. Talking trash, telling them, send somebody out here who going to fight me. Send somebody out here who wants to fight. Oh, he talked big trash. He said, do you know who I am? That's what Goliath told them. Uh, Y'all ain't nothing but the, the Israelites. I, 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 I am from the Philistines. Do you know who I am? Y'all keep coming out here lining up. And for 40 days. They came out against Goliath every day. The Israelites would line up. They would. They would take up their battle positions. And the Philistines would line up on the other side. Because it's time for us to go to battle again today for 40 days. Goliath would step forward again. Talking about send somebody out here who is going to uh, uh, fight for me. But nobody was going to go out and fight against Goliath and I don't know how many of us have that Goliath in our life where nobody wants to go out and fight this giant that's in your life you line up against him you make a good motion like I'm getting ready to do this you might even try to talk trash a little bit and build, build yourself up and get some confidence to come out to face this Goliath that is in your whatever your giant is Whatever it is that's standing in your face, you, you get ready. You get ready to do it. But I fear that you are just like the Israelites. That you, you go to the line. And, and the scripture says that David, David wasn't even supposed to be there. He wasn't a warrior. He was supposed to be tending sheep. But his daddy said, would you take some lunch to your brothers because they are here fighting on the line. And so David went out to bring some lunch to his brothers. And when he reached the camp, it was time to line up. And so just as he reached the camp, it says that the army was going out into his battle positions again. And they went out into their battle positions shouting their war cry is on today. We getting ready to take Goliath down today. Goliath, you want some? Come get some. Because we, I mean, they rushing out there. Ah, take him down. Get him. Kill Goliath. But then it said, on hearing 
what Goliath was saying, Saul and all, that's the king, and all of the other Israelites were dismayed and terrified. We came out here to fight. We, we put up our war cry. Take him down. And as soon as they heard Goliath, they were dismayed and terrified. Isn't that what we do? We do get ready to fight, y'all. We do make a, a, a diet plan. We do save our money. We do get ourselves all fixed up because we're going to look for our mate. We do make the phone call to get an intervention for our addictions. We do. We call Gamblers Anonymous. We, we call them. We do. We, we'll call and try to see if we can't get an accountability partner, y'all. That's our war cry. We run out to the line. I'm getting ready. We call our friends and say, you know what? I'm tired of this in my life. I'm getting ready to do something else. I'm getting ready to do something new on Monday. I'm starting something else. I'm going to be different on Monday. On Monday, I'm going to start praying every morning. On Monday, I'm going to do my reading. On Monday, I'm going to eat the right foods on Monday. Because we didn't took up our battle position. But when Monday comes, we got every excuse. We dismayed and terrified on Monday. We can't make it out to the line on Monday. I can't, you can't wake up when that bell go off for you to get to prayer. You didn't forgot to go to the store to get your healthy food. You didn't get your hair done. Um, you don't really feel like going to the appointment that you made at Gamblers Anonymous. You stood on the line. Your accountability partner is calling you and you won't answer the phone for them. You made the battle cry and you took up your position. But on Monday... You terrified, you dismayed, you put it off, you don't do it, you ain't been back to school yet, and you said you was going back, and you, you even called the school, they said, you all that stuff in the mail, and you didn't, you didn't call them back, you didn't, you didn't show up for what you said you were going to show up, but David... David made it rain. He knew what he had. He knew what he had picked up. He knew what he had massed. He knew that he had the power of God upon him. And you know what else he knew? He knew he could take Goliath. How did he know he could take Goliath? Because he had also amassed some experiences, some things while he was in the weight. David had some stuff, and everybody else was scared, but David was a little boy out there was like, what did what he say? He's not even supposed to be out there. He's supposed to take lunch. Get out of there. His brother saw him asking the other soldiers, oh, so, huh? hey, fellas, what's going on over here? That's David. He ain't even supposed to be out there, but he asking the soldiers because Goliath is talking trash and he can hear him talking trash. So he started asking the gods, hey, what's going on? What's this guy doing? He wants to know. And then David starts talking trash. David said he don't know who we are. This uncircumcised Philistine and think he going to run off the armies of God? He not. David said, let me out there. And then his big brother came. David's big brother. 
that was skipped over for the anointing. It wasn't him. He got mad that it's, what are you doing out here? You're not even supposed to be out here. And David's like, what's what's up? I can't even ask no questions about what's going on. I'm just asking questions about what's going on. But David knew that he can make it rain. How did David know? Because he knew what he had. He had the power of God. He had the experience that he had. And he was in the right timing. He had already waited. He had built up some stuff. You see, when David was on that mountain tending to the sheep, he had to fight lions and bears. Don't skip over the waiting place to become king. Don't try to run past the waiting place. Why? Because that's where you're getting the stuff that you're going to make it rain. You got to have some stuff to make it rain. But while he was in the waiting place, he out there fighting lions and bears. He told the king, I, I pulled him by his hair. He, he, he know what he did. I got some experience in fighting big things. And so I ask you, what kind of experience are you discounting that you can use to reign in the place that God is sending you? I heard a lady say yesterday we were in class and she said, I feel like my life has been wasted. Like I wasted all that, like all that was good for nothing because she wasn't doing what she thought she should be doing or what she could be doing. Or what she was supposed to be doing. And so I feel like my life was wasted. Do you know that God don't waste nothing? He does not waste anything. And so all of that that she picked up in the waiting place, God's going to use that to make it rain. You better believe if he can make an accountant out of a dope dealer, God is going to use that what you amassed out there to make it rain. Y'all don't understand that. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. That girl that's been out there serving on the street. Y'all know she's serving. She's probably one of the, the girls that the guys is making it rain for. But do you know that God can use her in the kingdom? Use her personality? That he can use her to bring people in. That he can use her for an evangelist. Your experience will not be wasted. And so David said, my experience is not wasted. And I know that I can make it rain. And so he took down Goliath. He reigned over him. He went out when nobody else would go out there. He stood up to Goliath when all of the armies of God would not stand up to Goliath. Why? Because he knew how to make it rain. He knew what he had to lay down. David said, I'm getting ready to make it rain out here. I'm getting ready to take authority over this giant. That needs to be somebody else's declaration on this afternoon. Now that you keep running to the line screaming and then running back and not doing nothing. But that you know with the power of God, the experience that you have, the dominion that you live under, that I can take this giant down. David took down Goliath. He used what he had. And then there's one more way that we're going to look at what made David reign. He reigned in the weight. He reigned in the fight. And now he's going to reign in the weight. Oh, wait a minute, you already said that. He reigned in the W-A-I-T. 
And now he's going to reign in the W-E-I-G-H-T. He is going to reign in the weight, the weight of what people think. The weight of people think he should be, what he should do, who he is, who he thinks he is. Now he's going to do this. There was such a weight put on David that they didn't miss to put it in the Bible. And so I want you to kind of see the opinions of people that are formed on us. And then they pushing their weight down on us. And then they blame us when we don't measure up to the weight that they put on us. But that's what they did to David. David had to reign under the weight of people. <clears throat> when Samuel first went to go and anoint him, Samuel said he was glowing with health and had a fine appearance <coughs> and handsome features. And then when Saul was looking for a servant, the servant said, oh, I know someone. He's a brave warrior, a brave man. He speaks well and is a fine looking man and the Lord is with him. And then when his brother saw him out at the battle, his brother said to him, what are you doing out here? He said, I know how conceited you are, how wicked your heart is. You came down here only to watch the battle. You didn't come down here to get involved. And then when he was getting ready to fight Goliath, they went out there face to face. Goliath, the giant says, he looked David over, up and down. And he saw little more than a boy. What's this boy doing out here? But then Goliath said the boy was glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. This is the giant looking down on him. But he despised the kid? Like, you can't take him? Why you despise? Brother, why did you say I'm conceited and wicked in my heart? But everybody's saying what they think he is. Oh, oh he's handsome. He look good, y'all. Oh, he's strong. He's a warrior, y'all. And so now he has to carry the weight of what everybody thinks. And so now his brother thinks his heart is wicked because his brother knows that he's anointed. His brother knows that he's called. So now you conceded because you called. Oh, wow. Is that not how we do, people? Oh, the pastor keep calling their name. I'll keep calling them up. They got another promotion on the job. So now you concede it because you think you the best. You think you this and you think you that. And then you put the weight on the person. When the person did not give themselves good looks, the person did not give themselves any anointing, the person did not appoint themselves. But we got people standing out there. And this was his brother who said it. Some of us, we're supposed to be brothers and sisters with one another. Whether it's in blood family, whether it's in here in the kingdom, or we're friends. But you talking. You're putting your mouth on people. 
And not because they did anything, but only because you don't like what they look like. You don't like what you think they thinking. And so David has to reign under the weight of the people, under the weight of what they called, under the weight of who God chose. Why are you jealous and hating on what God chose? I would talk about my brothers up in here, but I'll leave them alone. Because my brothers, all of us, we came from the projects, 89106 in the Jets. And they have done exceptionally well for themselves. But the people, the people acted like uh, uh, David's brother. They want to know, you know, you can see it. I know your heart is a certain way. Because of the anointing and what God chose for them to do. And so they have to shrug off. The weight of what people think, of what people say. And they honestly say it about the whole family, the manners they think they. What? We're a group of 11 kids from the projects. But because God chose us. We didn't choose ourselves. He chose us. He brought us out. He anointed us. He gave us abilities, abilities that people went to forward six years of school for. God gave to us. But we shrug it off. The weight. But David reigned, made it rain under the weight of what people thought he was. He went ahead and stepped up to the giant. He went ahead and said, I'm going to become king. He didn't, I don't, they didn't show us where he's always explaining, oh God, I'm sorry for being who I am. Oh God, I'm going to, I'm going to step back and shrink back and get him some room. I, I don't want to take anybody else's place. Oh God, I think they looking at me funny because you called me to stand over here and you didn't call him to stand over there. And so, you know what? I'm going to take my gifts I'm going to put some of them back. I'm only going to make it rain with two dollars. When God, you gave it to me to make it rain. But because I'm under the weight of the people. And the people wouldn't understand if I really made it rain, Amber. The people would be looking at me crazy if I really made it rain. Their comments and their words would get even worse if I really made it rain, Nate. If I really stood up, if I really took down Goliath, if I started to make it rain in my life, then the people. But you know what? David made it rain over the people's opinions of him, over what they said. He did it anyway. He took the, the uh, giant down anyway. He went to the king's house anyway. He became king anyway. Under the weight, under the weight of the king, he retreated for a little while and was like, I don't know if I can do this because the king, the king wants to kill me now. <laughs> because not a king is jealous of me and my anointing. But God was with David. 
I want us to understand on this afternoon that God is with us and that we have what it takes to make it rain. I don't want us to keep on being drizzling people and sprinkling people, but that we stand up in the authority that God has given us. Stop shrinking back and shying back. Stop saying that life is really not for me and it's only not for you because you don't want it because you ain't ready to make it rain. You're not ready to stand up in it all the way fully in your life. We all have giants. We all are, have been in a weight. But on this afternoon, God has shown us how to do it. What have you, what do I have? I have the presence of God. And the truth is, y'all, that's what we need. That's all we need. And then... He will use your experiences, those things that you got while you were waiting, those things that people have given you. We are not a people that we should shy back from making it rain. There are some of you in this room, you know that you're supposed to be standing up here with me. You know that you're supposed to have this microphone you know that God has called you to live this lifestyle. But you're not ready to make it right. So you keep sitting out there letting it drizzle. Letting it sprinkle. You'll make it rain on your job. You'll make it rain other places. But when God has called you to do something, then you shot back from making it rain. There are others of you who have giants in your life. You've been fighting that giant for a long time. You're not by yourself. You've been fighting that giant for a long time. And he talks trash. He talks big trash to you. You're not going to get rid of me. You're not going to be able to live with, I'm going to always be here. You don't have the strength that it takes. You can quit me this week, but next week you're going to have me back. He talks trash, big trash to you. And because we're not reigning over those thoughts, we're not putting what he says out of our minds. We're not bringing them down. He is back next week when we quit him. Our health still is bad. Because that sugar starts talking. You can quit me for a week. You can quit me for a week, but I'm going to be back. That's because we're afraid to make it rain. Sometimes when you make it rain, you have to bring the pain. If you're going to make it rain, you have to bring the pain. And I say pain because it's not going to always feel good. It's not going to always be a cakewalk. You are going to have to tell yourself no. You are going to have to tell people no. But to make it rain the way God is telling you to do it, you're going to have to bring the pain. You're going to have to bring the pain to that flesh that keeps telling you, uh, you, you can't get rid of me. You're going to have to put that thing in some pain. You have to make it mad. You're going to have to starve it out and say, I bet you won't get what you think you're going to get from me. You have to be able to take that giant down. You have to bring the pain, y'all. 
What I understood from David is that he just decided, you know what? I'm going to make it rain because I don't want to live a mediocre life. I don't want to live in a sprinkle and a drizzle and a drip. I really want everything that God has for me. Yeah, but we won't take those things because we're afraid of what it's going to cost us. And so we stay miserable. We remain in a relationship that's not working. We remain taking the medicine because we won't bring the pain. The pain is saying no. We remain in disobedience because we won't do what God has called us to do. We remain living out there in the world even though God has called us to live in his kingdom. We straddle the line because we don't want to bring the pain. Because the pain would be, I have to leave that all the way alone. And I want to keep a little bit. And so that dominion that we're supposed to have over things never comes in our lives because we only have a drip. We only have a drizzle. And so we are going to pray on this afternoon for those who say, I know, I know that there's a giant that I'm facing in my life and I want him gone. We're going to touch and agree with you that you understand who you are in Jesus, that you understand that he's going to use the experiences that you have, that you understand that I am not alone, that you draw a line in the sand on today. And you say, I'm tired of this. And you don't do like the armies of Israel and run to the line and scream and holler, I'm getting ready to do this, but you stand up there for real. And you understand who you are in the dominion and the blessing, the authority that you live under. And so everybody stand all over the place. If you know that you're facing a giant, then we're going to pray. We're going to pray. You can come to the altar. You know what? Pastor, I want this giant out of my life. I'm tired of fighting it. I don't want to fight it no more. And I'm ready to take him down. If that is you, just make your way. Just make your way to the altar. Don't let the giant intimidate you right up in here. Where you telling yourself, you know what? No, I think I can live with it a little bit longer. I don't want to take him all the way down. I, I, I think I want to keep him a little bit longer. But if you know you got something in your life that you need to take down, that you need the strength, you need the ability, I want this God. I want, I want to be able to make it rain. I'm tired of making it drizzle. I need something to rain down in my life. I want to be in full control. I want to be in charge. If you're in the wait and you say, but you don't understand how long I've been waiting. And I'm having a hard time in the wait. Then come on up here because we are going to pray with you. We are going to pray for you in this waiting place. You can dominate this place. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. For those of you who are dealing in a mental place, 
I can't pull my mind tight. My mind is not coming together. I'm not reigning over it. My mind is reigning over me. I feel like I'm going to lose it sometimes. I, I feel like I don't have it together most. I feel like I'm out of control. But I want to be able to reign over my mind. I don't want to drizzle over my mind. I don't want to drip over my mind. Because if I'm dripping, if I'm sprinkling, then that means it's barely under control. That means at any moment, I'm going to snap. I'm going to break. And so if you have anything in your life that you need some control over, I need, I need some rain on this. Not a little bit, God. I need to put a lot of bit on it. If it's your health that you're battling with, and you're tired of the battle, you're tired of the struggle, and you say, God, I need to reign over this. I don't want to go back. I want to be better. I want to be different. You know who you are and what God has called you to do. And so we're going to pray in this place. We're going to pray that giants will come down by the authority, the rule, and the dominion that is in your life. That you don't have to keep running away from this giant. You don't have to get stuck in places because God has given you the dominion to stand over it, to take it down. My God, in the name of Jesus, he's given you the dominion and the power to take it down. And so center yourselves, your heart and your mind on that thing. On that thing that you're facing and that you're fighting. And I just want to take a moment to talk to someone that says, but I don't have him. I don't have Jesus. I'm new here. I don't know what to do with it. I'm going to give you an opportunity right now to say, God, come. Come into my heart because I need the power. I'm tired of living like this and I need to take this thing down. God, I don't want to sprinkle over my life. I want to bring the pain. I want it all, God. And so if that's you out there, you're just not sure. I, I don't know if I have them. Just raise your hand right where you are if that's you. And you're like, no, I need him because I don't have him. I need him. Or I need to renew myself because I've been out there. And I haven't been able to take down this giant. I haven't been able to do that. But God, on today, I'm saying I'm willing to try. I'm willing to give it another try on this afternoon. God, I'm not leaving here the same way that I came in. And so, God, I want you. I need you. I need you to come into my life. And so if that is you and you are out there, just say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I didn't hear you. Lord Jesus. Come into my life. Change me. God, I want to rule. Come into my life. I'll make you my Lord and Savior. If you said that and you meant that, if you said it and renewed it, if you said it for the first time, then we want to know. Just let us know. Raise your hand. We just want to give you a book because that is the best decision that you can make in your life. And so now we're going to pray on this altar. Intercessors, go ahead.
my God, we come against the giants in the name of Jesus that will come against us, God, in the name of Jesus. And so, God, I said thank you. Thank you for the ability, oh God, to fight. Thank you, hit my soul, called now, God. I don't want to drizzle, God. I want to reign. God, give me to reign over my life. Give me to have rule. Give me to have authority. Give me to have dominion. God, I say I need you. God, take this giant town. I don't want to fight with it anymore. I don't want to go around with it anymore. And so, God, I said thank you for the strength.
thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. It is for you. It is for you. This is for you. I heard God say that some of you just tired of fighting. God, I'm just tired of fighting this thing. I don't want to keep fighting this same thing. God said they take the head off of it. Take it out. In the same way that Goliath did. God said to take the head off of it. And get it out of your life. Go ahead and bring the pain. Go ahead and don't be afraid to bring the pain. Take its head off. And don't shy back. Be done. Be done for real. In your life. And so I pray over everyone. Father God, we say thank you on this afternoon. God, thank you for the word. Thank you for the people. Thank you for the change. Thank you for those that say, you know what? I'm not sprinkling over this anymore. I'm not going to drizzle over this thing. I'm going to make it rain. I'm going to take rule, I'm going to take authority, and I'm going to take dominion. My God, in the name of Jesus, uh, Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on your people. Uh, Spirit of the living God, strengthen in this place. Uh, Spirit of the living God, make new in this place. Uh, Spirit of the living God, speak a new word in this place. Uh, Spirit of the living God, make yourself known uh, in the lives of your believers. Uh, My God, in the name of Jesus. And God, we said thank you for it. We said thank you for strength. God, we said thank you for the word. Thank you, God, that we will go out to the line. That we'll take our battle position again. My God, in the name of Jesus. But this time, God, we're going in the rain. We're not going afraid. We're going in your power, God. We're not going afraid. God, and we will face Goliath. And we will take him down. My God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's say amen for that word from God this morning, this afternoon. Amen. God bless you. God bless you all. For some of you, I hear God saying, what do you want to be? What do you want to be? What is it you want to do? And if you can walk, you can walk through that. Begin to talk about your dreams. Begin to talk about what you see. God is giving you glimpses of who you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do. Grab hold on that and walk it. All those that are listening by by our video live stream, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? What are you supposed to be doing? Hold on to those dreams it may not be a dream it may be a vision a dream is what you have when you sleep a vision is what you work on when you wake up what are you supposed to wake up to do amen make it rain god bless all of you that is our service for today Uh, so glad to have you those that are visiting i'm so glad to have um uh, uh, good to see all of sharonda's family that's here today I am in love with this family, and and I hope that they know it. God bless you. Um, We do want you guys to go online. We have, there's a video from our own Reverend BJ, 
know why she's so far in the back. That's an important person back there. Uh, she has put together uh, with the staff a report on the missions. We partner with her in some missions in uh, Africa, and she gives a full report that we made a video of it so that everybody could see it, so that hundreds of people could see it, um, and what we have accomplished in Africa um, uh, and uh, in our partnership with Reverend BJ. So go on our, on our uh, Facebook pages, and it's there for you. Um, believe this Saturday, December the 18th, our children, you see them kind of coming in and out. They've been working diligently on their Christmas program. The stars are brightly shining. And so we want you all to come out. We always, we're looking at TV of, of kids acting up. We need to come to church and, and support our kids that's not acting up. They, what they're doing is learning the Christmas story and sharing the Christmas story. Some of you guys are going to go see lights, and you're going to go see movies, and you're going to see all that. Come and see your own uh, offspring. Come and see the children that are part of this ministry as they do their Christmas program. So it will be this Saturday right here at Aliante Church at 6 p.m. Kingdom Builders and the Youth Ministry together are presenting. The stars are brightly shining. Please come out and hang out with us this Saturday night at 6 p.m. Uh, and then next Sunday will be our Christmas program. It's going to be really simple, because, uh, but it will be powerful because we are also getting ready for our 20th anniversary celebration. Uh, but we will have uh, our own Christmas service. Let me call it that. Our Christmas service will be next Sunday at 1230. And then if you would like, if you can't get enough for Christmas, uh, Sunday night, next Sunday night, uh, will be the Central Children's, our Central Campus, their children's program will be the uh, 19th at the same time at 6 p.m. So I'll have our Aliante children Saturday here at 6 p.m., our Central Children uh, Sunday also at 6 p.m. at our Central Campus. They're bringing three wise men and a baby is their program. Uh, we also, again, our 20th church anniversary is coming up. Uh, we're going to set most of it at Central Campus. We just had our 10th anniversary for our campus, but we're one big family, so we're going to celebrate together. The gala tickets are on sale. Um, we, we're really doing it up, so it's a formal affair, $100 tickets, but uh, we need to make sure everybody purchases their tickets uh, before Christmas. So by the 23rd, we need to know that you're coming so that we can have everything set for you. And so go online at newantioch.org. Those of you that are listening, come out, hang out with us. It's going to be a great celebration uh, at newantioch.org. We're bringing in a pastor in, Pastor Robbie uh, Nickerson from uh, uh, Houston is going to be there from Houston, Texas, is going to be our keynote speaker. And there will be dance and there will be a band. And it's going to be a wonderful evening. So get your tickets as soon as you can and come celebrate with us. Uh, we don't do church anniversaries and we don't do pastor anniversaries. We just do a celebration of what God has done every five years. Every five years, we just look back and do something to say, God, thank you. So this is going to be both motivational and it's be a celebration and a motivation. So we're inviting you all to that. Don't forget, if you have not given today, you can give on the way uh, out. Um, you know, if you have your offering envelopes, I would really love to leave this year 
in the black and not in the red. And so don't forget your church as you're out shopping and out doing things. Don't forget your church. You just say, God, for this month, I'm going to definitely at least do my tithing. Uh, and by tithing, but we need tithing and offering. Let's really, uh, again, not forget the kingdom as you celebrate this season. Don't do everything for you and forget the kingdom. Amen. So I just wanted to put that on your mind as well. So if all minds are clear, we will uh, be right back here for our Christmas program next Sunday to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, he is in the rain. We're raining because he's in the rain. Amen. And we're going to receive our King uh, on next Sunday. Amen. The only... There's two things. I'm sorry. I, I do need to thank all of you. We had a successful, a successful angel tree. Everyone that contributed. We love community. And you all made Christmas happen for children whose parents are incarcerated. You made it happen. Uh, you made it rain. Let's say it that way. Uh, for those families, thank you, thank you, thank you. We are a church that not only do we give, but we love community. And you came up to it, and you came up to the standard that we needed. Thank you so much for everyone that contributed. And tonight, MIT Ministers in Training, uh, we're going to be in person uh, tonight at Central Campus I bought your dinner for you, so I want you to come. We're going to eat. I want to share some vision with you. I want to talk to you about some things. So that's for pastors, ordained ministers, and those who have participated this year in ministers and training. That will be tonight at 6 p.m. at our main campus. Amen. Other than that, our regular things, our prayer every morning at 7 on Facebook Live uh, and uh, our, our normal uh, we're having a normal week, Sunday school and all that stuff that we do. Sunday school is also on Facebook Live every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. This week, we can uh, you can read the book of uh, Ezra. We're in the book of Ezra. Amen. God bless you. I love you. I love you so much. Happy holidays to everyone as we are in this holiday season. Uh, we're turning you over now to the sanctuary attendants. And uh, please, the COVID numbers are going up. Um, people are getting so lax now. Um, but the COVID numbers are going up. They got a new strand. We want to be safe. So that's why we're letting you out a little at a time. But after that, don't congregate so much. Kind of go be safe. Do your distance. Uh, let's get through this season without anybody being seriously ill and certainly without uh, having to send anybody home. Amen. And I'm not talking about home. I'm talking about home. Amen. Uh, so please be careful out there. I really appreciate it. Amen. All right. We're being dismissed. Oh, let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for those that have come. We thank you for those that have listened. God, send us out into this week, uh, even raining higher, raining better. God, with clarity. Um, uh, take us to our various homes, God, and then bring us back at all of Thank you for tuning in today. I hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H 
A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.